Visit Arcade Club in Bury, Greater Manchester, the largest gaming venue in Europe. Set on two floors featuring over 250 original arcade machines, from Space Invaders right up to the latest Japanese rhythm games. There's also pinball machines, retro modern consoles, top-end PCs and VR stations. For just £10 entry or £15 for both floors, you can stay as long as you like and everything is set to free play. It's open Thursdays to Sundays with free parking, two licensed bars, two kitchens and fair prices. And there's no need to book, just turn up for an awesome day out. Hello, and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. We are in a car that we've broken into outside arcade club because it's too noisy in there to do the podcast some people may think we're dogging but that is definitely not the case there's no dogs involved not till later on or any other shenanigans yeah we're in a car this is the car this is the portable studio isn't it sean yes we've got our phone lights on with our (laughs) notes on and it's it's going right um so let's start up with the last show we did live at the cambridge history of computer museum yes so how did we get on there? I mean, we did the podcast from there, but we haven't really played a lot of games by then, have we? No. We had a really good night. We had a few beers and a lot of chatting. I wasn't drinking because I was taking my car. I had my mm. car with me. I had a few beers. Not too many, actually. You were staying over, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, stopped in, in the hotel. Premier Inn. The thing about Cambridge is there's nowhere to park at all. Well, I managed to park at the event because I got there quite early. Yeah. I had a cab with me, so I had to... Whipped the cab at the back. I brought me a little Isis Cubit, as we talked about before. Apparently, could have left the car there all night. Oh, right, okay. But I don't know what time they opened in the morning, and I might not have got the car. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I, what game did you play most? I played Bagman. Yes, I did. That's the one I played most. And also Cubit, uh, because I won the high score contest. You did? Well but done. With not my a, cab. Yeah, not a very high score, though. No, I mean I can't play. I can't play that that well. I like. I really enjoy playing the game, but I'm not very good at it. But I don't care. I just enjoy, one of the games. I just enjoy, you know. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the arcade experience. It's nice to see people there, and it was it was a home event more th- kind of thing because people brought their own cabs. Mm. It wasn't. They weren't hired from Arcade Club or RGP. You know, it's actual people's own cabs who who brought them there to share with other people. Yeah, and there's still a fair few, at least 20, weren't there? Oh, God, more than that, maybe. Was there? Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, maybe 22. 23? Maybe 23. 23? Who knows, Sean? So I really enjoyed that. Also, yes. after that, um, I put on Twitter when we was playing Clax, and I forgot to mention this on the last pod- podcast, <laughs> um, I got 12,345,670 score on Clax. Mm. But basically, it's me being silly. Only a few people noticed it as well, because basically it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and a 0 on the end. Oh, we're messing about. Oh, bugger. Yeah. So it wasn't. I didn't get that at all. I got like 800,000 or whatever it was. You still beat me. Mm, good. Uh, so things I've been doing. Last Sunday, uh, I went with the dog because wife was in Portugal with some of Guess our friends. No, Haruki the dog. Haruki, sorry. The beagle. I went on an adventure to Garen's house. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Garen is, he's one of the RGDS podcast crew. Lovely guy. Uh, I marvelled his hugely extensive console collection. Marvelling. It, it's probably, seriously... The biggest and best console collection I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Really? And I've been to America and Japan and, you know, I know lots of people into this sort of stuff. Amazing collection. Uh, my silly beagle and his two Labradors went crazy playing and we dug in and diagnosed a monitor fault on his Zachariah Jammer cab. 
I discharged it and removed the uh, the chassis so we can send it off for repair because it wasn't working. Also found um, a motherboard failure on his Naomi Universal which we can have a look at as well because it was working and he just wants to play the tennis game on it which he really likes. And uh, I, I realised we, we plugged a laptop into it to see if the monitor was okay and that was fine. Mm -hmm. And he played before on it and some reason it was the muckiest cab I've ever seen in my life. It was filthy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got it from um, one of those uh, second-hand shops in Scotland. It was um, a cash converter or something. Was it Davy Glasgow's second-hand shop? We Davy Glasgow's second-hand shop. <laughs> hey, it was that. No, it was, it was a, a chain shop. But he got it there, which is a weird place to find an arcade cabinet in a cash generator. And he got oh. it for a song anyway, so it's pretty good. Did he have to sing, you mean? Yeah, he had to do a little ditty. Mm, a wee Scottish ditty <laughs> over the hill over the hills eh? you know what I mean bouncing yeah. up and down in the car kids yeah. Woo! so we found that it was a motherboard fault anyway so you need to get a new motherboard because those things break down for pastime uh, I added a quickie wire link to enable his ponies he's got two ponies yeah and I did a wire link from the credit switch to two player start so when you press two player start it puts a credit in and then you can press one player start to play it or press two player start again to put another coin in and start a two player game just a really quick and easy hack. I think we did it on a, a, one of the tech tips yonks ago. And it's just mm. a quick and easy hack. I did it on both of them because he was playing Dodon Patchy. Yes. Which is a really expensive board. And every time he played the game, because it didn't have a battery in it, I think the battery had worn out or been replaced, it would forget its settings. So every time I had to go into the test settings, put it on free play, and mess about. Now he's just press a button to put credits in. So it's working lovely now. He's really happy with it. So that was an easy thing to do, just those two things. And... Because there is service buttons inside ponies when you open the front door, but they weren't connected for some reason. And you don't want to be opening doors every two seconds to put credits in. So it's just easy two-player start. That's a bit going on it. Mm. We had Thai beef. Ooh. Thai beef? Yeah, his, his lovely partner, George, did some Thai beef. Lovely. Oh, and biscuits. He got some very lovely biscuits. He's got some for us today, actually. He's going to give me more tonight. Yeah, more biscuits. Oh, he gave me some at the Cambridge meet. No, these nice. ones are like... I think it was Cambridge meet. They're really oh, no, thick. through the post. They're really thick, chunky, salted caramel. Oh, I don't like salted oh, caramel. Oh, good. That's brilliant, because I like them What is it with salt and caramel? It's in everything. It's in drinks, it's in ice cream, it's in Yeah, it's got a bit massive. I really like it. Enjoy it's it. I think in... it works really well. Or anything, they have a salted caramel. I like it. And I, I started off liking it, I just got fed up with it. Anyway. It's like normal caramel, it's a bit of salt. No, salt is good. Can we tell him to stop, Vic? No. Okay. Also, when I fired up one of his ponies, he had our type on it just running in the background when we were doing other stuff. And I thought, that doesn't look right. It was just running on, on the you know the, the main screen. I thought, it doesn't look right. So I took the board axe, it's an expensive board, and I popped my 19 in one, which has got a, um, a test pattern on it, you know, red, green, blue test pattern, and there was no red. I had no red. Oh, what's going on here? And he said, oh, I thought the colours were off. He didn't realise. need a red. So I went in the back of it and looked at the little green connector, which is for the Hantarax monitor, and the red wire had snapped off Ooh. inside. So what I did is I blobbed a load of solder in and, and reattached it. Did a bit of a cludge to it, but it works. But then it lost blue. So I looked on the back of the neckboard, turned it all off, looked on the back of the neckboard, and there was a fix. It had been broken before. Blueberry jam. No, it didn't have blueberry jam on it, but oh. blue was missing. Mm. And where the transistors are for each colour, red, green, and blue, they've been mm. fixed. And I think some of the wires are just a bit wonky. I'm moving about a bit. Perfect colours. Green apple sauce. You could, yeah. Blueberry, green apple, and raspberry jam, RGB. Mm. That's how it works, isn't it? I think so. That's Surely. how you get stuff working. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I fixed all that. It was nice to fix. Um, 
it's easy enough. So I would have done it properly, but I didn't have a spare Hantrax plug with me. I've got them at home, which are the green, unique plugs for it. So yeah, sorted that out. Uh, he's happy with it. Pl happily playing R-Type now. Good game, good game, good game. Very nice. Hmm. Well. What else have you been up to? I've been up to three things, Vic. Three. Three, three things. Had a lovely day out trip, day out trip to York. Wit wife. Yes. Wit wife. Could you know what? Have, I said to wife, let's go to York. We haven't been for ages. Oh, no, that's nice and romantic, yeah. Sean. What yeah. ever thought made you think of that? And then what did you say? Uh, we've got a cab to pick up for Vic. <laughs> for I said me. it's not a full size cab. It's a little cab. It's a consulate. Damn that, Victor. <laughs> That's what no, I didn't mind. York is lovely. It is lovely. I've been to York before. It's a nice place. So we picked up the cab, which is which is nice. Well, we've not. It's tiny. Really but the tiny. stand is a real long sort of tall steel thing. stand, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to get that home. And you've got to fit Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Hahn, Pete Hahn. Yeah, because the they cab. came up with us to Arcade Club. Plus that stand. Yeah, I don't think and, it's all going to And fit. the consulate. I don't think it's going to. And fit. yourself. Ooh. I think one of the. I think. I'm we'll have to Pete, leave one of them here. Pete may have to walk leave down. one behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get. We'll, you know, I might have to get someone else to take it for me or something. Oh, I was going to mm. ask Alex, wasn't I? Damn, I forgot to ask him. Oh well, no mind. Uh, what else? What I else was running the back back cave event in Blackburn. This is probably the first one I've run myself. Oh, nice one. Help. How did it go? But saying that, I did get some help from a lad that came later on, and Lewis did a little bit of setting up for oh, me. Lewis so is a saint, isn't he? Yeah, it went really well. I really enjoyed it. Cool. And the featured game was oh, yeah, what's the theme? Team Race. Crash Team Racing, so it's a kind of a Mario Kart. I was going to say Mario Kart. Four player on the PlayStation One on the on the big massive, the massive screen, massive projector. They've got this frame meister scaly thingy face, which scales Ooh. it right up. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's really Sounds good. Cool. A booming, booming sound box behind as well. And also, I went to the UK VAC meet at Arcade Club. Hang on, that's still happening. That's where we are now. But we're yeah. in a car in the the mobile studio. Yeah, we must look our right pair of weirdos, say. <laughs> phones on. What are phones two on. doing in there? Oh, the car's rocking. No, it's not. No, it's not right. So I've been playing a bit of U-Beat. I, okay. I introduced Bobby Eddard to U-Beat earlier because I was trying to get it on earlier. There's two lads on there. And they're really good at it. I'm like level nine. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm on like I think five is my maximum. I can't even do six or seven. It's... I think I have done. I think I have done a five. Have I you? I can do five just about when I play it. But it was. It, it was very popular and one was down as well get it sorted Sean next week get it sorted yeah so I played some of that I played a bit of music as well which is too hard far too hard I like music huh? I like it but it's too hard for me there's, um, there's another one next to it or just around the corner called Sound Voltex yeah. which is very similar you know you've got the spinny controls and the oh, buttons okay. and buttons they're really they're just like versions of Guitar Hero aren't they we have to press the buttons very similar as, yeah Groove as, Coaster was good as well but it broke yeah. down as things come down the screen, you press them in time, you spin things and... And Groove Coaster stomp. goes, just instead of just a straight line, it whizzes all round all over the place and you don't know when the stuff's going to come next. I really like it. I don't know what, I haven't really played that one. Groove Coaster's either. good. I like Groove Coaster. It's one of the mm. two big button thingies. But mainly I've been talking to a lot of people, which is always nice. Yeah, I have played two games in, what are we on now, quarter to nine, in eight hours. Oh I've played two, I've played Moon Patrol and that Sound Voltex thing. I've played, I've played I've quite played. a few actually, but... Mainly ones I play most of the time. So I played Dig Dug a bit with Charlie Farr, mm. and he was showing me some wicked patterns for it. Uh, I played a bit of Scramble. The joystick's a bit knackered. Get onto it, Sean, next week. Get onto it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a list of things to do. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, though. Um, not really played many games I don't play off. I need to go in in a minute and play some. I've been I've just had a pizza a minute ago. I've been chatting out to like Really great chatting to all the UK vacas and the podcasters. There's a yep. podcast meet as well. Yeah, just really loads of RGDS. They're like the So Solid crews. Loads of them, hundreds of them. <laughs> I'm sure. Some of them are maximum power up and... Yes! Who's the other guys that were there? Uh, get to the chopper. 
Yes, get to the chopper. Andy Godoy, lovely guy. Yeah. First time I've ever met him in the flesh. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird that we keep missing each other, but it's nice yeah. to talk to him earlier. And he was going to go and play bomb jack, because he's quite good at bomb jack. He did ask if you were there, and then when you said you were there, he tried, he went. To, he tried to run off. Yeah. But you could what do you mean? Him. What do you mean? Yeah, so after we've finished this lovely podcast, we'll be back inside. Do a bit more. Yeah, it's going to be open till late, so we can get a lot of games in, a lot more chatting. Yeah, and then tomorrow morning, when you've made me bacon sandwiches. Do you know how much bacon I've got? A lot of bacon. 24 rashes of bacon. Why did you only buy that many? <laughs> and sausages? 10 sausages. Ooh, that's, that's a lot of sausages. That'll be on my way home as well, sausages. I'll run the car on them. Yeah, I'll run some as well. That's no. Oh, okay. But after we've had breakfast tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to put that monitor, which they've fixed at Arcade Club for you, yeah. in your OK Baby. You have a proper functioning cabinet in your house. And it's in the boot now as we speak, kids. Have a look at this. Woohoo! Look at that. It's a yeah. monitor in the back. Wh yeah. What is that behind us? It's a big picture of Mushy Himasama. Yes. I'm going to give it to Garen because I think he'd appreciate that. Mm. Mm. Well, remember before we... I will. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Arcade News. So Arcade News, uh, there's a little arcade called Arcade Hub in Hull. Yes. Is that far from here, Hull? I know it's up the north. Yeah, it's quite, it's, it's the east coast, yeah. Okay. And there's a Facebook page, which we'll put on the uh, notes. Uh, three quid for two hours play, it's not bad. It's all right, isn't it? Hmm. Oh, I'll put this picture on the website as well. There's a picture, I think on Twitter I found it, of someone scraped the front of their car, like a big scrape on the bumper. So instead of getting it repaired, you know painted and buffed out and straightened mm. they just put a sticker of Ryu on there doing a Haruken and using the bump as a Hadouken it's good though it's Hadouken it's clever that oh I've been got onto politely on Twitter by um, someone from the Colourblindness Association because we're talking about clacks when we played clacks a lot of people couldn't discern the reds from the oranges on the game yeah, you and can, they, have, you can bit... have partial colour blindness, can't you? Yes, I think they mix up the colours because they're quite similar. Even, even if you've got a not very good monitor, they can be quite similar, the colours. Mm. And there, were, were, there was a bit of a discussion going on about how games should have a different mode, maybe, so you can maybe pattern them it's rather like, than colours. It's actually like me with pies, that I get pies mixed up. Like steak and onion. Well, and just steak. When you're in Greg's, if there's no label on them, it's potluck, isn't it? Steak and mushroom. But it is an actual thing. It's a, and they did. There was a quite an interesting discussion going on about it. It was quite good. I wonder if pie blindness is a thing. Is it like snow blindness? But with pies. But with pies. <laughs> you got a point. And maybe yeah. there is a, a pie blindness association. You should start one. Up. I'm going to start one. Sean. Yes. You're an idiot. Oh, thank you. Anyway, this is not quite arcade news. This is something you were talking to with Adrian at the Cambridge meeting. Yes, I, I sort of walked in on a half a conversation. And I, I kind of missed it. And I was, it was the, about restoring and the, the way that the plastic de de uh, goes different colour. On, on computers. Ca computers, candy cabs, any kind of plastic dis discolorises. Is that a word? No, it's, it's usually ABS plastic, I think, mm. which is what candy cabs are made out of. And then obviously in the late 70s and early 80s, they were made out of pretty harsh chemicals. And what I, what I sort of took away from the conversation is when they retrobite stuff, they basically put the, the cases in hydro... Uh, not hydrobite, what's it called? Uh, basically stuff you bleach your hair with. Yeah. And they put it in a bath of, of water in that bleach and they leave it, usually in, a, in a, some sort of basin, with a cling film top on and leave it out in the sun and it naturally comes back. But what... Adrian was saying is it makes the plastic really brittle because it takes a few microns off the top finish mm. so you get rid of all the colour and it comes out lovely looking colour but 
what he was saying is when you start putting the screws back in the screw holes, it just cracks the plastic and it falls to bits. And what they reckon is it wasn't the sun that discoloured them, it was heat. Yeah. Because they reckon that they found some old computers that had been given to them or somewhere, they had been stored in radiators, like in a, in a cupboard. And yeah. one side of the computer is brown and the other is still beige. Because it's the it's the it's the the heat, and this is brand new in a box, never been opened. Mm. So it's not it's not the sun, can't be. And there's sort of some debate of how it, how it works and what plastics were in it that made it react. And didn't they say the polystyrene packaging Can was also well. also reacting with the plastic? So what they do now, they they keep the boxes like the the boxes that they're giving them in, but they put the polystyrene in the boxes elsewhere. Yeah. And store the machine somewhere else. Yeah, in just a bag or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bizarre that. You wouldn't think of that when you bought a computer years ago, would you? Oh, I'd go brown if I leave it in here. Hmm. I think it's the gases that the plastic release, which are harmless, but inside a box, it does something to the plastic. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's trapped, isn't it? It's trapped yeah. in the, the gases are trapped in the box. Are you going to make a joke about trapped wind in a minute? No, not especially. You were thinking this, about it. Not in this car, I'm not. I'll have a pizza with <laughs> <you> as well. <laughs> Arcade pickups. Have you bought anything lately? I have purchased some things. Things? Some things have been purchased. And these are arcade really well done, sir. I know. Go on. Know. I've got a J-Pack. Ooh. I purchased a J-Pack. An Ultimark J-Pack. So you can put a PC into your candy cap and play it on a 15 kilohertz monitor with yeah. the controls. And I've got the graphics card as well. Ooh, nice. The, is it a Radeon something? Some of the Radeon... A lot of them can output 15 kilohertz nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a bit so of software, I So all I need to do is sort out the drivers and we're sorted. We're going to get it right on tomorrow. Oh, yes. Right on. I've got some more leads for old computers, some sort of uh, Commodore 64 one. RGB and, leads. And an Acorn A3000 lead to SCART. Oh, right, okay. I've got two of them. Cool. I need to get them up and running to see what happens. Yeah, and sell them on so you can fund some backlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, Vic, 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 I've got five litres. The lovely design, Darren Hatton, gave me five litres uh -oh. of Somerset scrumpy cider when we met at Cambridge. Eek. Have you drunk it yet? This has mysteriously disappeared. And you fell over a lot. I don't know if it was part and parcel of it. I don't know. Only saying he, said he, he said he got it from a farmer who brews it near him, Ooh. and he asked the farmer how strong it was, and the farmer mm, they said, don't know. I said, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's in between 8 and 15%. I come from Dorset, and a lot of that old scrumpy, depending on where they get it in the barrel, is how I think as it gets lower, you get more sediment in it, which has got the strong bits in. Wow. So some places, they sell it, but they, well, they shouldn't really, because you're not allowed to sell without knowing an exact volume of alcohol, but they just sell it to idiots like you. It said it's very cheap for five litres. I bet it is. I tell you what. And you can run tractors on it. Oh, that is handy. Mm. I haven't got a tractor, but I might get one now. Okay. Mm. And I tell you what, after, the day after, I had a few of them, and there was no hangover because there's no chemicals. Oh, But really? I was at work, and I, I realised I couldn't add up. Ah. So I was very kind of groggy. I, I don't really drink cider that often, but there's one that, that's particularly in, in Dorset and Somerset, I think it's by Thatcher's, and it's called Cheddar Valley. Mm. We used to call it Cheddar. It's like a pinky orange colour. It's really flat as well, and it, it tastes really nice. And you can, it doesn't taste acidic like a lot of ciders. But you drink it. I had seven pints one night on a, on a work night, and the next day my stomach felt like a washing machine. Mm. I, I got to keep sitting down. Ooh, like an old lady. I got to sit down. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm not doing that again. And we also both had some Japanese biscuits from Bill Wellham. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. Bill. Yes, yeah, so I've eaten them, but nice. They, they, didn't nice, last, they didn't last long. No. no. They're very nice. What have you got, Vic? Uh, I got, at the the night we went in the Cambridge thing, 
I got a BBC B computer from Richard Broadhurst. He gave me one of his tricked out ones in a swap for the compact I was going to give him anyway and the broken one I had because he's going to fix it. He likes fixing it, I think. I've also got, I've got a master to sell for you, haven't I? BBC Master. If anyone wants a master, give us a shout. You can have that, it's all right. Mm. But for some reason, when I got the BBC home the next day, I was playing some um, some games on it with the MMC attached to it, the SD drive. And some of the Acorn software was like Meteor, Meteor and Planetoid, which is the arcade versions done by Acorn. They wouldn't work. Hips get reporting IC69 missing or faulty. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. I looked inside, found IC69. It's one of them 6522 chips that were broken on the VIC-20. Right. So I had some replacements for the VIC-20. I had an extra one. Popped it in there. Perfect. Nice. For some reason, the chip wasn't working, but certain games were fine and some weren't. So that's nice and fixed. Lovely. Oh, Chris CMP. I forgot to tell. I forgot to tell you last time. When we met at the uh, Cambridge meet, he gave me some 7800 carts. Ikari Warriors. Okay, game. And Ms. Pac-Man. I didn't have either of them. He got them in a, in a, in a second-hand shop in London somewhere where he works for t five quid each. Nice. Very good. Oh, this is a big one. Aeroplane tickets, Sean. What for, Vic? Chicago. Ooh. We and two others are all planed up. So it's, it's definite. We're going in December. Yes. Definite. Oh, also, when I was with Garen last Sunday, he gave me a Mega Drive three-button joystick to use my testing supergun because I keep using a pad and it keeps sliding off the table because they just wires and stuff and mm. well, the joystick's got a nice base to it but I also mentioned I had another super gun which has got a different video app that I use for other things and it's got the big massive ports for Neo Geo joysticks oh I've got loads then I've got loads of Neo Geo joysticks I'll give you one oh cool thanks because they're quite expensive so it's really good of him to give me that thank you Garen awesome RMG oh and a consulate yes when we got to your house earlier with the Hans we had a quick cup of coffee at your house and look at this console it's tiny Smaller than I thought. Yeah. It's really, it's really tiny. Heavy, actually. I'm sure it's because it's, um, it's got a CRT in it. Look, I think it's a 12-inch black and white CRT. But I had a look around it. We didn't open it. We didn't have time to open it. But I looked in the back, and it looks like there's a PCB in it. So that's good. There's a monitor in it. That's good. And it probably needs repairing, though. But I need to open up and just see if there's anything missing or any wires loose or whatever. Or it looks, fuses it feels very solidly made, whatever it is. Yeah, it's really well. It looks lovely. I really like it. I'm really pleased I bought it now. Hmm. So that's a good one. Yeah, so we've done well there with pickups. Me as well. That's about the third month in a row I've had decent pickups. I'm a bad influence on you. Yeah. That's what it is. Listener feedback. Okay, we've got on the feedback, we've got Mike Retromash, who I've been speaking to earlier, lovely guy. I'm going to talk to him in a minute. Keep up the fantastic work, guys. Loving the podcasts every time. Don't always have enough time to enter the score challenges, but we'll keep trying. Congrats on the hugely exciting job news, Sean. Looking forward to seeing you both next weekend at Arcade. Oh, yay! Yay! Uh, Dean Swain from Retro Asylum Podcast, who I visited before, went to the Cambridge thing. He got a mention. Yay. Uh, thanks again for popping around to mine, Victor, to help with the monitor. Here is a picture of the cab with the LCD screen that Victor mentioned. He sent me a picture of it. Mm. Uh, and he posted a picture of his little ad playing it. Good on him. Get the kids on there. Nice. JWW, great episode. Thanks, lads. Had me and the other half laughing out loud. Uh, Stevie Lou. Brilliant show as always, guys, and congratulations on your big news, Sean. Sounds like the job of a life. Oh, thank you. I've just met Stevie Lou for the first time. Okay, nice. Nice guy, yeah. Bill Wellham, it was great to meet you two fellas at the Cambridge Computing Centre. I'm glad you like the Japanese biscuits. Mm. I thought the event was excellent with good with a good small selection of cabs. My particular favourite at the show was Black Widow, which I've only ever played on MAME until now. I was very, playing it earlier. Very frantic twin stick action. Mm. Thanks, Vic, for the tips on Dig Dug. After watching you bash through a few levels, I've actually 
finally improve my own game after all these decades of randomly digging tunnels and getting up flame by Figar. I hate it when you randomly dig tunnels and you, mm. you, know, you just, you just fly, come Figar comes around the corner. You come <sighs> out in the wrong place, Add don't it. you? Yeah. Congratulations, Sean, on landing a dream job. Thanks to everyone who sent me these comments. Mm. Really nice. Thank you very much. Loads mm. of them. Thank you. Cool. Arcade employee of the biggest arcade in Europe. I need to get up to Berry again soon. The podcast sounded excellent with that authentic arcade noise in the background. Hope you can do a few more live podcasts in the future. This is kind of live. It's a bit weird in a car. It's in, it's in the car. It's yeah. different, isn't it? Yeah, we're not going to get a chance otherwise, are we? No, it's too loud in there. We haven't really got a, a, a room we can sit, and it is too loud mm. to record. I think we need special microphones to record in there. Yeah, we have. There is a room, but it's full of technicians doing techie stuff yeah drinking tea i i really couldn't get into clax he said my school was not too bad but in the end i can't say i had tons of fun Aww. getting it clax is definitely an awesome unique almost flawless puzzler but not for me not that's what i me. thought yeah one game for a future 10 pence podcast chelnov atomic runner i quite like the look of this it's I've, weird i've played it i've looked into it it's, it's got a kind of it's just it's a forced scrolling game, isn't yes. it? Yes. You're a little guy who does somersaults, is that the one? Yep, you can turn backwards and forwards to shoot stuff. Oh, that's, that's definitely fair. That's going on the list, that is. Very fun running, jumping, shooting game that always pulls me back for more go. Toy Pop is terrible! Or, or am I just rubbish? Keep yeah. up the good work, chaps! Yeah, you might be a bit rubbish, but there is flaws in Toy Pop. Yeah. Mark X Mosquito, excellent episode, guys, and congratulations to Sean on his new job. He's like a real life Roly from Grange Hill. Working in an arcade. Do you remember that? From yeah. Playing Jill. He worked in an arcade. Did he? Yeah. Oh. But a beardy man version. <laughs> Buller. Great episode, Ten Pencers. Background noise was a nice touch. We just put it in, didn't we? We weren't anywhere, were we? We were actually. Remember when we were recording in a little room and we had people coming? Cause yeah, they kept coming in. Because it is part of the exhibit, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a little 70s office. And it was actually, the door was locked open. Yeah. So you couldn't close it, and people just randomly came in and started talking. It was like, yeah, we, we can't moan at them because we shouldn't be here. <laughs> and you, you went to me, more tea, madam. More tea. tea. Yeah. Uh, where am I? Oh, yeah. Perhaps an arcade club on location interview feature now. Sean has landed his other dream job. That'd be nice. Yeah. Highlights this episode were Sean asking his current co workers if, if they liked his apples, and Vic talking about chip shop days lager. Kind of t- chip shop. Day- oh yes, we were talking yeah. about Street Fighter Five. How many, yeah. how many uh, characters it had? And I thought there was one called Chip Shop Dave. Oh. He had a lager can attack. He did. Yeah. Looking forward to Sean's arcade diary and tales of workplace workplace politics. <laughs> following IPA consumption on the job. That's yeah, no, how, how to does do that? No. Toy Pop has been good, but I'm slowly getting worse instead of better. Popping those pigging dom doms right in face. Everyone's had problems with the dom doms. Dom doms. Shout out. Yeah, as I said before, thank you to the many people who have wished me good luck in my new job at Arcade Club. And also, shout out to Luce Batcay for fixing the Mega Drive that you gave me, Vic. It, yes. It, it came on for a second and went off. I don't know, I've only played it once. It was After fine. I, like, like, giving it like a good talking to and addressing down. Did button. you? Yeah. You sit no. in the corner for a while. One of the traces had gone, apparently. That's weird. I'm quite good at tracing. Mm. Yeah, you like... Flowers. Like, yeah, yeah. That, and stuff, yeah. but uh, that didn't help. Anyway... Yes, thank you guys, and a, a big shout out. We're gonna have to do the more shout outs for this meet that we're at because there's about 120 people. Oh god, yeah, everyone who's who managed to turn up, all the UK backers, all the RGDS people, all the Maximum Power Up people, all the Get to the Chopper people. Yeah. Uh, Pete Hahn and his lovely wife, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Kristin, her name is, but Chris. Yes, oh. lovely to be, be with them and meet them. I've uh, been watching Pete play some Shinobi. Damn, he's good at that. Oh, he's he right. plays it a totally different way to anyone I've ever seen it play. Right. Because he does it without the shurikens. 
So for the maximum points. And it's oh, just wow. it's like watching an expert play it. He is an expert. Yeah, he's really good at he's it. He's world record. Already. He was playing Contra as well, and I've never seen past the first level of Contra. He was just whizzing through it. Wow. I think he can do that with, basically with his eyes shut. It's brilliant. Awesome. And everyone else here? Yes, we will. Also, for you, sir, for getting me that concept, thank you very much. Oh, thanks. So it's an hour away from you, but it's like four and a half hours away from me. Mm. Thank you. Best games by year. Right, this is our favourite games by year. We're now up to 1992. Yeah. Wow, but before we get to that, we're going to talk about 1991, because I wasn't sure. I had a feeling that you'd missed one really good game. No. And it was, and I was right, it was Sunset Riders. Pink and orange cows, for God's sake. That you can't beat them. Idiots. What's a cow pig? Uh, uh, Is it a horse? Uh, no, it's a, it's a black and white horse that makes milk. That's it. Yeah. See, I know what cows are, you fool. Where are so they? So you liked Sunset Riders? Yeah, I still like it. Oh, it's rubbish. So 1982, take it away, Silver Chin. <laughs> right, these are the games I think that are either important or... Can I or give you a yes or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. Aerofighter no! Stro- Stroke Sonic Wings from Video System. Sikio was an offshoot of Video System. That's why I, I don't like I it. quite like Sikio, mm. as you may know. Blaze On, this is one of yours, Blaze On from Atlas. It seems like a nice R-type clone. Ooh, mm. ooh. about Bomberman World from I- Irem I didn't know Irem made Bomberman World this is a sequel to the Bomberman isn't it I think so yeah. but I didn't know Irem did it I always thought it was like was it Sunsoft made Bomberman I don't know perhaps Irem got the license oh maybe know. it's no, weird isn't it it's not a game I thought they would have made Doggy Yoon from Toa Plan there's a few Toa Plan Toa Plan were on fire in 92 mm. this is very unusual the game is not not absolutely brilliant but are there any dogs in it but the graphics are amazing there is a story behind the name and i've forgotten it oh it's it's a is it an onomatopoeia where it sounds like it's oh okay yeah but a japanese one so we know nothing about it okay how about diet go go from data east it's almost like a reskin of snow brothers you quite enjoyed snow brothers didn't you yeah i've not heard of that one oh you've got to fire food at people rather than snowballs it looks exactly the same i'm sure there's differences oh all that final star force from tecmo why did it take Tecmo this long to make a follow-up for one of our favourite shooters, Star Force, and it's not as good? Yeah, it's, it's not as good, is it? It's definitely a 90s it's really, shooter. Yeah, yeah it's, it's defi- not as good. There were a lot of similar ones around this time. Another Toaplan one, Grindstormer slash V5. They they do play differently because one of them has, oh. one of them has an Alcon power-up system. Oh, yeah. Where you, where you, you know, slap fight, yeah. Yeah, you pick your power ups, and the other one just has bombs on the bottom. Oh, and one is definitely easier. I think the one with the bombs a lot, the the bomb gauge is a lot easier. But a storm using grinder. Yes. Looking wild from Namco. This is noticeable for its bizarre two-player driving and shooting cab. Yes. Looking crap, more like. <laughs> Uh, you've got one here, Major Title 2 from IRM. So good to convert into many other better IRM games, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant for that. Uh, Bobby Adod, who's really into the golf games, reckons it's actually quite a good game. Mm, it's but it's so much game. better when you turn it into R-Type Leo, isn't it? Some of them are right. So yeah, much better. R-Type Leo. That's yeah, exactly. Good, good major, major Combat, which is like... <laughs> I've got Major Combat. Major oh, yeah. Combat? Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Pit Fighter can... 
do one. This is a real digitised actor deal, mister. I've never liked Mortal Kombat. Never too, liked too it. Too supposed to be the real deal. You know I'm not into fighting. I had it on the SNES back in the day and I just didn't like it. I preferred Street Fighter. It caused some politicians to die of disgust. Oh, yeah. They, they freaked they just out, died. Didn't they? Yeah. Poor politicians. <laughs> pew, pew! Puyo, puyo! From Compile or Sega. Sega. The reason I like this so much is it. it's just a great little puzzle game. Yeah. Mm. It is. It is decent. It's it's the next best thing to Tetris, I reckon. I don't think anyone's got close to Tetris, but this is absolutely this is a second. R Type Leo from IRM, one of my favourite S H S E U's horizontal shoe ups. Yeah, Woo-hoo! yeah, I do like it. I like I like all the R Type games actually. I, I never thought I liked them that much. I never really gave much time, but I really enjoy them. Oof. Street Fighter Two C E. Yeah, and the hyper fighting. They're the ones I talked about last time, which were the big game changers. Yeah, World Warrior was the first, and then S C E. Championship Edition really took it to the you know the next level. I know we mentioned Street Fighter 2 in 91, but these were, yeah, these were a step This was up the right. bigger... It wasn't much different, but it had those tweaks, which made it a lot of people's favourites. Yes. Mm. Also, we have Virtua Racing, which was a, an okay racing game, it, but it was the first in Sega's Virtua series. So there's many others, you know, like Virtua Fighter, Virtua Tennis, Virtua, Virtua Chippy... Virtua cooking. Virtua cooking. Virtua changing oil. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a stupid... It was when they just first started using shaded polygons. Mm. And it was really pointy. Everything was pointy at like Virtua Fight. It was all pointy. But it had a nice upright cab. It was like at the top monocoque of a Grand Prix car on top of it. Mm. You missed one there, Sean. You missed out Truxton too. Oh, I did, didn't I? I or Tatsujin... Miss- oh! Yeah, I like I really like Truxton too because it's got a really nice auto fire. I think it's good, but I can't remember. I've not played it a lot. Mm. This is a weird one for me. Uh, X Men, but this is the four-player version. It's from Konami. It seems like a well-presented fight-and-go-right game. The character I had a quick go of it at home, so the quick character I had had some rather fetching yellow underpants and kicked stuff right in shins. Oh, did a little oh, funny oh. kick with his foot. So what is your favourite of 92? Well, I was going to say Truxton 2, but I've had more fun with R-Type Leo. Good. I nice like one. R-Type Leo. It's really... Oh, I played it for a shoot 'em up league somewhere. Got I've got it. I've got the board of it. The graphics are gorgeous. The mm-hmm. gameplay's really tight. And I've got it at Arcade Club. Yes. On a candy. Yeah. Come here and play it. Uh, my favourite 92, it's a bit meh, really. Nothing really grabs me, because it's that sort of era I'm not into that much. But Poyo Poyo, I like, because I love Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on the Mega Drive back then. It was basically a, a reskin of it with um, with Sonic characters, but it's got really cool puzzle mechanics. I really enjoy it. Nice. Arcade quiz time. We got some quizzes. We got two quizzes because you couldn't be bothered last time to do a quiz. I fell asleep and woke up and it was Sunday. Uh, and so you're going to give me a quiz, and it's a bonus quiz because I've done you one as well. Can you save save it till next time? You want me to save my quiz? Yeah. Okay, I've got it on my phone, so I'll keep it. Yeah, cause. Curse. Well, I want to get back in there and get gaming. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. So give, okay. me, give me a quiz. This is the quiz to quiz end me right up, Sam. What's your name? Victor. What are you? What are you? St- what's your thing? You thing in Victor? <laughs> Cabaret cabinets. Oh, from the early eighties. No, these are not to do with that. So you're incorrect. You oh. lose a point already. What? The original release of Street Fighter II: The World Warrior had a control panel featuring how many buttons? For both players? Yep. 12? No, 14. 14? Oh, the start button? Yeah. You oh. turd. <laughs> Shut up. In what universal game do you play a man with a shovel? Space Panic. Yep. 
The Midway MCR1 hard MCR1 hardware ran a Z80 CPU running at either 1.5, 2.5, or 3.5 megahertz. Which one? Oh come on, 1.5. 2.5. Oh you bugger. Yeah. Uh, this is a year question. Konami's Thundercade was released in what year? 89. 87. Oh. Ninja Baseball Batman was released by which company? Irem. Oh yes. Because it runs on. Um, the major title two hardware right you, you, you got two remember mm -hmm. two two the character cuba actually featured in a 1983 gottlieb pinball called what cubert's what another another word starting with q oh, wasn't cubert's cubes no cubert's queen nearly cubert's quest oh okay didn't know that dragon buster from namco is what type of game dragon buster dragon buster shoot up no, nope. oh. it's a fight and go right hack and slash RPG thing. Darn it, I didn't know that. Oh, I I'm doing very poorly, it. very poor. Samurai Showdown 64 runs on what type of hardware? Hyper 64. Yep, you got three. I used to own that. What is the name of the 1983 Color Vector game released by Century? A Color Vector by Century? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they did any. Oh, it's the one with the, the speaky face. The alien face with the one eye. Yeah. Can I get a point for that? Half a point. Okay, I'll put that's three and a half then. What's it, it called? It, space tactic. Not space tactic. No, I don't think it's that one. I don't think it is that one. Asterak. Ah, I think it is one with the alien that speaks to you. Could be. There wasn't many colour vectors by any other company from Atari. Is that three and a half points I've got? Yeah. Any more? Uh, this is the last one. Turkey Shoot is a 1984 gun game produced by which company? Williams. Yeah, well done. Four and a half. Four and a half. And bonus question. Go on. What is the name of my grandparents... What was the name of my grandparents' pepper-coloured Jack Russell Terrier? The clue is in the name. Pepper. Yes! Five and a half. I'm having that. Five and a half out of 11. I'm, oh. Mm, okay. Pepper was a nice dog. Aw. She was a bit mental. Aw. Dogs are mental. They are a bit. Featured game review. Right, I shall start then. Our featured game review is Toy Pop from now. Oh, Nineteen eighty-six. Pop in the toys. Pop in. The... So I've lost it. Sorry. Yeah, you, pop yeah, in the you toys. Have. The toys are popped. Oh, I'm all right. No, I'll carry on. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Runs on Motorola sixty-eight oh nine processor at one point five megahertz. It's a four-way stick and one button. Good God! It's a four. It's a. It's a 44 A4. It's an A4 sheet of paper. No, it's no. not. It's a 44 level fixed screen overhead maze shooter. Right, I've nicked this from Strategy Wiki. Oh, Sean. I have nicked it, but then I'll, then I'll sort of add a bit to it so it looks like I've not nicked too Go much. On, the players must take control of Pino and Acha, two dolls who have gone into the castle of the witch Major. Major? Major. Major. Who has kidnapped their friend. No, just friend. Kidnapped their friend. Friend. Then, Don't find friend. They must shoot the jars that are scattered around each non-bonus floor of the castle and open, collect, open and collect the hearts as they contain the hearts. Oh God, hearts they contain so that the double doors open. Four. You need to get a door open, isn't it? Yeah. These hearts will fly towards the door when they open. Uh, along the way, you will have to shoot open the boxes that are also scattered around the floor and collect the weapons they contain to kill the to kill the various types of enemies that are pursuing them. 
uh, actually certain weapons kill certain types of creatures. So yeah, yeah, you'll get onto. Yeah, you've got to be very careful. It's a bit tactical, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the very poorly read thing I've just read from the thing. It was. Yeah. It, this reminds me of a cuter cut-down version of Gauntlet, which came out a year earlier. I did check. I thought maybe Gauntlet copied this, but it was... No, Gauntlet copied Dandy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Dandy copied Beano. Uh, only UK listeners who collected comics in the early 80s yeah. know what we're talking about oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what you really do, you collect four hearts to open the door. Sometimes the, they're hidden in the jar, sometimes they're open, you can see them. Yeah, to the, mm -hmm. get to the next box. Levels are called boxes. Boxes. Shoot, boxes. Shoot the boxes to collect the correct weapon to defeat certain enemy types, which spawn from monster generators, again from Gauntlet, I think, Very similar. dotted around the level. Boxes also contain many point bonuses, power-ups, and also penalties in the form of boxing gloves and claws, etc. Your character can take a hit before dying and his clothes come off like ghosts and goblins. Yeah, and he's like a little... He, he sort of runs around in his shorts and t-shirt doesn't he yeah i never did play the girl i don't know if what happens when she loses her clothes i don't know because it, it seems to be it's a two-player game like well go on it's a four-player game you can play two players at the same time i think it might be a bit more fun you know playing two players yeah yeah right weapons any weapon kills the wind-up soldiers the default guys yeah, up, they're rubbish. up until level nine where they kind of power up and you can just stun them after that oh I think. I think I've got that right. The wheels kill the cars. The bombs explode the tanks. The pins pop the balloons. The balloons are called dom-doms. Oh. And they can float over the walls and jars. So they just follow you anywhere. They don't have to go where you got to go. They can just jump over the jars. Uh, fire kills the other card geezers. The card geezers are called trumps. Oh, don't know that. Yeah. Robots, later on, need lightning bolts to kill them. And these can stun the other enemies. Lightning bolts is a certain weapon that can kill the robots with any stuns in other enemies. Osaru are creepy symbol-clashing monkeys. You know horrible things? Yeah, I got don't, to them. Don't like them. I think I did. They need a bolt to get rid of them. Oh, no, they get killed with uh, a spring. Springs. Springs to kill them. A Mahu is an evil wizard later on in the game. They can only be killed with a super-duper 777 weapon. You've got to collect three sevens together yeah. to get this weapon, or the three-star card weapon. They're both really powerful weapons in the game, which I never got to. Uh, Maggio, Maggio is the main big baddie and can only be killed by collecting random hearts appearing on the level. You can't hurt them with weapons at all. Because the level's really open. I watched the last level on YouTube, someone doing it. And it's a really open level. With the, the, it's quite a big witch. She's bigger than normal tile-sized graphics. And she's just chasing you around, chucking stuff at you really quickly. Mm. And you've just got to sort of keep away from her and keep grabbing the hearts until you get enough hearts to kill her off. So bonuses, you've got cakes and sweets that give point bonuses. Yeah. Three stars to activate the all-defeating star bullets. Which I never got to. And three sevens, that's another kind of weapon? Yeah, you collect three sevens and that, that makes you able to kill the wizard. Oh, okay. You never yeah. got that far, no chance. And you can also get some clothes. Oh, it's chilly in there. You get some more clothes. Yeah, if you if lose your clothes, clothes, you can... I think it's a little t-shirt or a pair of trousers, I think. Yeah. And you just grab that and you get your clothes back, so you get another chance. Yeah, there's lots of other things. Like There's a Bomberman-style little bomb that you activate. Yeah, and it the, kills you as well as other people. Crush, yeah, you've just got to uh, stay down. They nicked that from Bomberman, across, didn't they? Yeah, there's lots of things in it. It's a cross-shaped explosion. There's invisibility flower. Yeah, well, that's very handy because they don't follow you. Then they can't see you. And that lasts, lasts for quite a while, actually. I think you can walk through enemies when you've got that one as well. Yeah. can't remember. A fork which turns all the bad guys into food. All that food. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't... 
Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I might have seen it on YouTube or got to it. I think I got to it once. And there's a warp level on gate on level six on box six. Yeah, and and a few others afterwards. You can go zip from one side of the screen to the other. Oh, I see. Level eight, which I never got to in normal gameplay, is a bonus level, and you can catch the apples falling from the trees. There's three trees. You just got left and right, and your little character's got to catch them before they fall. Oh, okay. Anything. Didn't get that far. I either. got there once. A flashing box, this is another one I saw, it spits out 100 point diamonds in clockwise directions. So you run around the box catching the diamonds. Oh, okay. And you can do it about four times, so it's like 1600 points. Oh, that's, that's good for this game because it's very low. Oh. So the tips and secrets on this levels are not random. So it can be, I found this with certain boxes, with certain things, and they're always in the same place, but not everything. Yeah, I thought that. The weapons quite... are usually sim in, in close places to where you last got them. Mm. but not exactly the same but similar areas so you can sort of work out what's going on the with it boxing gloves always seem to be in the same place you can learn yes. that if you get hit by a boxing glove, it stuns you for a while and usually you're stunned for a few seconds you get got by a, a baddie yeah you do they're a pain in the back so I don't like them at all kill all bad guys on a level before exiting for 500 point bonus which is a lot in this low scoring game it is you hardly get any points just for doing a level oh yeah and a monster generator will turn into a regular wall block when there are no more monsters to come out of it so you know you that's when you know there's no more monsters yeah so you can if you wait too long the screen starts filling up or think if your time runs out as well the screen starts filling up with blocks mm. but that can also kill the baddie so you can use it to your advantage we didn't mention the time yeah everything's on a 99 second timer isn't it yeah you don't really notice the time. you always do the levels in, in time i think oh yeah i struggle because i try and clear the the clear boxes the, yeah, clear the yeah they're not worth a lot of points so it's not really wise to do that i don't think yeah it's like tasmania isn't it when the walls close in when yes tasmania, yeah. so it comes from one side to the other though not in the middle borrowed a lot from, from a lot of other games yeah yeah but some good ideas hmm Keep hold of the wheel weapon for the next level on the lower levels because you usually get the cars and it kills the soldiers and the cars. So it's handy to have one of them when you start another level. Mm. And try and get hold of the super weapons, they kill everything. Yeah, I don't, very know how long you last, I don't know if they last for a long time or anything. I'm I not don't sure. know, I never got that far. Don't destroy a box right up close to you if you don't know what's inside. It could be a boxing glove that whacks you or a power-up that you run into because you can push up to the block, fire, 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 something chasing you. Yeah. I've done that loads of times and collected a pin when I really need a wheel or a wheel when I really need like a pie. When yeah. I had a pie weapon. Yeah, maybe. I'm hungry. I want a pie. I've had a pizza. I had a, I had a panini hours ago. I could do with them. I might have a pie in a minute. But yeah, the, the idea is to, is, the good thing is to open the boxes and not collect them because sometimes you might be right close to a load of cars and you need to get them with a wheel and then go and grab a pin to get the balloon thingies mm. and then you might need to go back for another wheel. And if you've got no wheels left, you cannot kill all the baddies, you will not get the bonus. No. It's a bit of a pain, that. It's a good idea, though. You've got to get certain weapons to kill certain monsters off. I think it's quite clever. I got used to it, yeah. I thought it was a I pain. Did. I thought it was a pain for a start. I thought, no, it's quite clever, this. It's, it's a bit of depth to this game. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's a very simple-looking game. And they're tile sprites. Everything's in a tile. Mm. So, you know, when you're moving... This is a lot of what a lot of people had the problem with in this game, is your movement. When you move one position, you will jump a whole tile's length. So you can't move in and out of tiles. You, you sort of move between like a, almost like a sort of segment, segmented, what's the word, a grid. You're in a yeah, grid, I yeah. suppose. It's a bit of a pain. Gauntlet style graphics are all done in tiles as well, but you can move independently throughout the tiles on Gauntlet. And also diagonally, you can't move diagonally in this game, which no, is a bit odd. They make yeah. it a lot easier. The in-game tune is jolly, does not get on my boobs, even though it is very repetitive. It's got a touch of the mappy about it. It's got that kind yeah, of, when little, you die, that did, tiny did, 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 yeah. 
Uh, I like the very simple wobbly animation the main character. He sort of runs because he's supposed to be a, a little Pinocchio type character. Yeah. So he sort of runs around like a little puppet. Uh, the idea of having to run around in his vest and pants reminds me of forgetting my gym kit. I lasted PE in my undies when I was 27. <laughs> 27? Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, that teacher was a bit of a pucker. Mm. PE is physical education. Yes. To anyone who doesn't get that in their country. I don't know what it's called now. What was it called at schools? Like, just... Exercise curriculum... Oh, vital. Perfection. Someone that. was a crap name. Yeah. But this game didn't have a cab, as far as I know. Don't How do you any... play it, then? Did you just put a super gun, take a super gun with you? I presume it was released in Japan and went in candy cabs or just generic yeah. jammer cabinets. We've never seen the kit of it. Never even seen the marquee, actually. Ooh. So it's quite difficult to find. Then PCBs, never seen a PCB of it. Do you know what, you know what you're getting a nice marquee? What's that? In the festival. Ooh, beer. Pies. Uh, pies. Mm. Anyway, go on. At the end, when you beat Maggio, uh, Pino and Atcha beat Maggio and set free their friends. Friend? Or friends. Friends. Oh, there's more friends. Morning came, everything was again in order. The end. Oh, uh, my trivia, is this one of the earliest games of auto fire? Has it got auto fire? You can just keep your finger on the fire button. Oh, I like pumping it. Oh. Fire button, though. Oh. No, no ports, no sequels, no legacy. I think you can get it on a Namco collection on the PlayStation. Yeah, a lot of people someone playing was that. asking, yeah. Can, can but that's about it. it. I've never seen it anywhere. Not on any home computers or anything. Maybe it came out on some of the Japanese computers because I don't think it was that popular. Mm. Being, being an Amco game. So the scoring, we've got some scores here and some, some opinions on the scores. Chris Plus Plus, who chose Toy Pop, 18,110 points, box 10. That's a good score. We do have the other scores, which because the closing yeah. the closing date is tomorrow as we record this. Yeah, we'll do a few scores that we've had. Yeah, and then people we'll... are still open to play it until tomorrow. And then I'll read them out. Okay. And put it in the podcast. Nice one. I like him, yeah. And Chris says, and to think all those Christmases when extra clothing was the last thing you wanted. Anyway, I just don't know what the reasoning was behind the title. All of these toys can't possibly be inflatable. But the game itself is such a blast that it could have been called Screens Full of Squares and it wouldn't have made a difference. Maybe Toy Pop just sounded neat. When I first played it a few years back, the idea of a power-up system that was part of a parcel of the puzzle screen scheme struck me as exceptionally clever and drove me to figure out what all the objects were for by which time I was hooked. It certainly didn't hurt that exploration was a factor. The exploration takes the form of exposing hidden things. This is where the real fun lies. You might even say that the game is entirely filled with hidden rewards. It's funny when you find yourself shooting absolutely every present to see what's inside. It's like Christmas morning in the American South. <laughs> Thanks for picking Toy Pop. I hope that everyone had fun playing it, or most people anyway. I'm not sure what awful store owner has been giving weapons to these toys. Maybe you're on a mission to keep some kid's eye from being shot out. Oof. I'll take your eye out with that. <laughs> That's from Chris Plus Plus. Cheers, Chris. Sal eight six forty. It's but kind of fun, but I don't like the quadrant based movement. Yeah. This one's not wor worthy of my favourites list. A few people said that, and I thought that. I thought that I, we were talk I was talking to a couple of people about it. Mm -hmm. How would you do? You will have to move in squares. I think yeah. you've got to move one tile at a time, but. It's very hard to, when you're running away from something to turn and fire backwards. Yes. It's just not quick enough if they get close enough to you. It does get quite difficult, that. And the, the movement sort of made it less enjoyable, but didn't kill it. Yeah. For me, it made it less I enjoyable. I was thinking maybe like a frogger movement where you press a joystick once and it moves a complete tile. But then you'd be always banging the joystick like frogger, left, right, yeah. left. Yeah, right. it does sort of work like that anyway. Because when you go, say, to the left, 
if you if you press right, you don't just turn around, you go back into the square you're in. Mm. So that is a bit of a pain if you want to turn around quickly and fire at something because you, you walk into it and lose your clothes. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit a little bit flawed that that movement, I think. Yeah, we've got some summary and improvements. This one's that we just talked about. This one's from Flinster, who is here tonight. Mm -hmm. It's put game designers should be punished for this one's weapons experiment. The weapons that don't harm enemies fail. Please see me, one out of ten. It would have been worth so so much better if it was hit point based, i.e. Tanks take 50 points to kill, bullets 1 hit, car tyre 10 hits, bombs 50 hits, etc. Rather than becoming a search through boxes just to find the weapon needed on every level. I did agree with that for a start, but I did it would make the, It would make the game more generic, wouldn't it? It would just be a little mm. shooter there. Mm, I do. But this is quite interesting how you've got to tactically choose the right weapon and not use all the weapons every time you see them. Because I was doing that at first. I was just grabbing every weapon and thinking, oh, no, I don't need that pea shoot weapon. I need the wheel. I need to keep hold of the wheel. And then I've got to get rid of the wheel when I've killed all the, the cars and get the bomb to knock out the tanks, etc. Mm. So it, is, it does make you think. But if you said a shooting game, it'd just be a simple shooter. It'd be like a lot of other games, just shooting stuff right in face. I do quite like it, actually. It's just that... If it's I'm, a good idea. If they could do something with that movement. Yeah, maybe. it is a pain. It sort of it ruined it for me a bit. It would be much more enjoyable... If you could move in increments rather than just jumping from tile to tile. Yeah, because if you stop moving mid-tile, he will slow down as he moves into a correct square. S spot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the movement is a bit odd on it. A bit mm, of a weird mechanic. I wonder part. how they could improve that. But I reckon this game would be much more improved with another player. I've watched some people on YouTube playing it. Yeah. And you can help each other out. So one person can sort of stand guard one side and, and then... You know, shooting certain enemies, and if the other player needs to turn, you can just tell your mate to turn quickly with their weapon and go and get the other guys. It needs shooting with another weapon, and you can sort of help each other out. I think it'd be quite good. I'll tell you what is annoying. What's that? Those tears, those little water bits. Balloons. The balloons. The dom doms. <laughs> they're called dom doms. Just go through the wall. They don't go through the walls because they're balloons. They float over. Oh. Now I read that on one of the flyers, I think. And then you're trying to kill them, and they'll because you can only move it right, left, up, down, left, right. They can sort of just just sort of land on top of you very easily. So you've got to back up a bit and try and shoot and back up. Yeah. If you back up, you've got to move. If, if you're running to the left, you've got to move to the right yeah. to shoot them because of the way the movement... And sometimes works. when you're waiting for it to, to shoot something that's coming towards you, because it's of a diagonal position to where you are, it, it can't go diagonal. It'll go up, left, up, left, up. And it's difficult to get in the right way to get in line to get a shot in. Mm. to keep moving that is difficult as well so if, on some of them like if you're at the top of the screen with the tanks the cars and the little even the card guys yes you can just sit there and wait for them to come into your line of fire it's good getting them in a corridor but the balloons will come up underneath oh you. yeah they and ruin the, that they idea they won't, won't come in front of you they'll come up underneath you so you've yeah. got to keep moving so your our idea of staying in a corridor shooting is quite good until them idiots turn up mm. ballooning the place up idiots twats never like balloons so, I think it is a, a decent game. Yeah, I do. I quite enjoyed it in the end. Yeah, I was, I was getting a bit upset with the movement. But well, I think... I'm not going to play it now, before tomorrow, when it ends. Yeah. So my score is 7,920. Well, I get 8,000. I might have a chance when you fix my cap. I'm not going to fix it. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do it. I'm just working tactically. Oh, because I've got no room in now, I've been playing on my laptop with a little Nezzy joystick. But yeah, oh dear. It's, it's not really good. Not great. Okay, so yeah, I think it's a good game as well. A, a few little flaws in it. 
but it doesn't it doesn't ruin it. Still quite a fun little game to play. And I like the tunes. The graphics are really simple. I like the idea yeah. of their toys. Mm. It's quite fun. Very Japanesey. Yeah, it is quite uh, interesting. I quite like what's... it. And it's nice when you get a, a nice big bone as well, say a 300 point bonus yeah. for, for a cake or something. Yeah, it's tiny, tiny points, which yeah, is a bit weird. Yeah, scoring game. But normally about sort of 86, there were like people were getting like 100,000 scores on games. Yeah, they? and this one's like barely 10,000 if you're lucky. This is like a Space Firebird scoring system. Yeah. Here are the scores. Steve Tyke, 1990, managed a couple of games, no idea what was happening, but definitely needs a four-way. Matthew Bridge, 2010, only chance to get one go at this, maybe not maybe not such a bad thing. Stacey King, 2610, very low scoring. I quite like it, but it's no bubble bubble, considering they came out at the same year, 86. Hiding hearts in dead ends is a real dirty trick. Tactical Giles 2640 only had time for one game and that was on a handheld so can't really comment on how good it is. Feels like it needs a four-way stick. Mark Happy Dude 2860 busy week no time to play but this one really needed a four-way stick. Roll on next game Paul McCaskey 2900. I have no idea what's going on but it's kind of addictive. Andrew Driver 3330 what the F is going on bit, bit of a loss here. Tagster, 3520. Is Toy Plop a low-scoring game or am I just pants at it? No, you're not pants, mate. Ed Horse, 3980. Not a fan of this one. Had no time to play in eight-way stick problems. Benny Bernassi, that's what it's called now, 4080. Ah, only had time to quickly play two games of this. Pretty cool game. Balloons like to pop right in me face. Retro Squinty, 4220. Good to meet you last night, mate. Found the controls better once I'd changed the stick to four-way. I kept forgetting about that damn pesky boxing glove. Ah, Michael Vortman, 4240. Don't really know if I like it. Little bit hectic. Paul Higgins, 5570 started getting into this game a bit late. It's no spatter. Bill Wellham, 5870. I've got into a bad mood playing this game. Stupid character movement may give up tonight. Pie Factory Sean, 6040. It's one of those deals in which I think I can play again and score more. But nope. It's me with 6560. A little bit more than I put on Twitter, but not much. Tin, brother of bronze, 6660. It's okay. Not as awful as, let's say, Uncle Pooh. Uncle Pooh's a classic. A classic. He is Jimmy, 6900. Didn't have a lot to time of to play this week captain crispy 7350 didn't get it at first but it looks like some st strategic twitch action can be had that said with an eight-way stick it's very easy to die from stupid mistakes matt neo mk 7390 nice little low scoring game found it more enjoyable than spatter oh i don't know i don't know but another one i've never seen from back in the day more fun in co-op mode i would imagine it would be victor marland is beat me 7920 salbug 8640 kind of fun but i don't like the quadrant based movement this one's not worthy of my favorites list phil horse 8650 only two horses played this time phil and ed neil 20 to 5 10 620 this was scored while watching commando and having our new new kitten luna hanging off my head Ooh, that's a good score then chris moon crest bootleg 10 880 really needs four-way stick not a fan so far, at least it's a quick game. Mike Retro Mash, good to see you again last night. 11.370, I really like this game, but the character movement and sticky controls are infuriating. And we've got Buller, 12.990. It's not, it's not perfect, but it kept me entertained for Fortnite. Music is catchy, but hate the slidey movements and there's dirty, sneaky dom-doms. 
Brian Haribo 13560, sort of like this, and I really want to get to the end and rescue the rescue friend. And I simply couldn't be asked playing anymore, he says later on. That's the 10p effect, right? Soul 14870. This is Soul, you're listening to 10 pence arcade. Get in it. Can you do it more northern so? Alright. Hey up, this is Soul. You're listening to 10 pence arcade. It's the best thing since I got a ferret. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Sol, and after two weeks of playing, I've only just realised they're balloons and not water. I thought they were water. I did wonder why a pin was so effective against water and why they could go over boxes, duh. And Chris Plus Plus, 18,110. I've already mentioned Chris's comments. Charlie Farr in third with 18,720. The tail based movement takes some getting used to. Gets quite frantic. Good pick. In second place is that damnable fiend, Tronads. 23,810. I like this one he's put. That's a good score, Tronads. And another good score in first place from Mr. Ben Granville. 29,030. Good game. Gets very frantic once the monkeys and robots come out. How However, I still get killed most by them damn balloons. So from all these scores, we can deduce that people don't like the balloons and it is a four-way stick. Thank you. Next show's game. So, next show's game. Yes! Right, it was going to be Food Fight hmm. here at Arcade Club because it needs a special joystick. It needs an analog joystick and Arcade Club have got a Food Fight, a really nice one. But we got here, turned off. Mm. Broke down, broke it. The board keeps resetting. Oh, damn it. They've tried all sorts. So, instead of playing that, we'll have to do that another day, maybe. Maybe another event, because you need, we need to get a load of people here to play it, because you've got to play it with an analogue stick, and not many people have got analogue sticks at home or on their joy or arcade machines. Yeah, we, we would I have, but one. there's not many people who've got them. Like you said before, we'd have to do two scores, one for digital, one with analogue You can't play it. Uh, you can't play it that way. It's awful. It's right. awful. You can't get the right angle to throw your your food at the different chefs, it's really hard to play. It's not worth playing with an eight oh, weight, honestly. So we have to leave that. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have another game. We're gonna have... My pick. Yeah. Which is, inspired by the Cambridge meet, it's gonna be Bagman. Le Bagnard. <laughs> the Faladon Automaton, is it? Something like that. Yeah, I found out something earlier interesting about this, and I'll tell you about it when we do it next time. Uh -huh. About, the, about the, the company that made it, Valadon Automatics. Ooh. Yeah. Right, so it's going to be default settings, which we don't know now, because we're on our phones in a car. You will put it in right here. Lives 3, difficulty easy, extra life at 30,000. So there you go, kids. You've got two weeks from... Now! 15th. Yeah, I said now. 16th, tomorrow. Wouldn't it be great if they were listening to it and it was now? Yeah, that'd be they'd, cool, wouldn't they'd it? They'd go, oh, I, didn't know, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and... You can submit your score on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, with Twitter, you can do hashtag 10p score. 99% of our listeners do Twitter. Yes. Because Facebook's struggling a bit at the minute, isn't it? Mm. And, but you can comment on Facebook on our podcast post. Yes. But we do need pictures and no photoshopping because Tronads just, just photoshops everything. Oh, he's a, he's a terrible player. Mm. 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 Anyway. Uh, yeah, so send us your pictures. Uh, you can send me an email or Sean an email on our 10 pence email addresses. Yeah, mine's boldy.fall at boldy.com. No, no, no. Vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk, please. So, and you can also leave comments on the website. So go visit that. Have a look at our clickable links. Thanks for listening. And we're going to get into Arcade Club. I might have a beer in a minute. I hey, I beer. can't. I'm driving. I can have a Oh, I can. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go and... Uh, let's go have a talk to Pete Han. Yes. Nice. Oh, Hello, we're here with Pete Han, the 
great game from the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Got <laughs> 900 world records, haven't you, Pete? Not quite, but thank you. I appreciate that. Well, have you got 70 out? Uh, maybe. Yeah? Well, yeah. I know you was into your fighters back in the day. Yeah, you? right. So you've still got a lot of fighting records, haven't you, like Street Fighter and stuff. What's, what records have you got? These are arcade records, right. but also do they top the Twin Galaxies records as well? Yes, uh, in the case where arcade uh, has the same settings as Twin Galaxies, we'll reference a Twin Galaxies score, and if it's, uh, if it's not as high, then we don't count it as a world record. But if it is, then, then we'll count it as, as, the, as the top record. Oh, okay, so what kind of fighters do you like? Um, you know, I when I first started getting into, into competitive fighting games, I got I was into Tekken three a lot. So I have the the fastest completion on Tekken three. I think on, on tournament settings, I've beaten that game in like a minute thirty five seconds. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. So that's 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 one of the that's one of the top fighting game records. And from that, you moved on to did you get into the horizontal stuff and the the beat em, the horizontal beat em ups like Final Fight and all that kind of thing. You know, I'm not really good at Final Fight, but I love the game. I, yeah. I do like uh, Knights of the Round a lot. That's one of my favorite uh, beat em ups. Um, it's hack and slash kind of. Thing. Yeah, uh, Vendetta, Crime Fighters Two, whatever you want to call it. That's also another favorite of mine for for beat em ups. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of like I don't know. I, I like most Yama era stuff, like anything mid to late 80s and later like Russian Attack. Uh, I, I really love you know that era of Konami like I like uh, Contra, Super Contra, Russian Attack. Those yeah. are some of my favorite games. And shooters yeah. you're getting into as well yeah the, the uh, horizontals more than verticals. Mostly horizontals like I re haven't really taken to a vertical I'm just I can't can't seem to do well at one. <laughs> Maybe Charlie Farr can point you know help me out but uh, I, I, I do love uh, some good horizontal shmups I, you know I, I like uh, R-Type um, I like um, Gradius, any any of those types of games. Um, there are other, uh, Life Force Salamander, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I, I really yeah. I, I get into those. Yeah. So, so how did you start? I know you started at, at the Ghost as a customer, didn't you? Did you go That's in correct. at Galloping Ghost? Yeah, I was there for a fighting game meetup, and uh, I just was playing. You know, I, I enjoyed playing there just in the fighting game room, but I kind of ventured out onto the arcade floor, and uh, eventually Doc offered me a job, and I'm like, I have to take it. You know. Yeah. But. Uh, it's uh, it's been great working there. It's been probably five years now, and it's never looked back. What kind of stuff you do? Kind of like techy stuff, and uh, I don't do too much tech stuff. Very very basic tech stuff. But I I mostly do um, I do a little bit of everything. I do some of our social media. I set up some of our live streams on Twitch TV. You know, I schedule the employees. You know, cleaning, organizing, bringing people up, helping customers out. Like some of the best. The best interactions I've had is seeing people come in from out of state, out of country, and I'm usually the person that gets to show them around, and that's that's one of the best parts of the job. Excellent. So, what do you think of our arcade club then? How does it compare? I know I know it's a different beast, really, isn't it? It's it is a beast. It is incredible. Um, yeah. This is this is this is something special here, and and I'm I'm really happy you guys have something like this. And if I lived it out this way, I'd be here often. Um, yeah. I, uh, I it's hard to compare Galloping Ghost uh, to any place else. Like we kind of more focus on the volume of games and rare rare things. Yeah. But there's there's some incredibly rare things here, and there's more modern stuff. There's the PC area. Um, I really love what Arcade Club's doing, um, and oh, I really uh, you know I'm happy for you guys that you have this place. Brilliant, thank you. I can't wait to get out to Galloping Ghost. Me and Vic are going in December. I heard, yeah. And they, you've got that many rare games. That's like the the arena one that featured on the show. Yeah, on the MTV uh, show. Yeah, and there's there's that. What what's the fascination with finding games that were never actually released 
and oh, I suppose it's bringing them to life again. It, it, it kind of it's that, and, and having them so everyone can play them. Like a lot of people will, uh, you see a lot of collectors that want to have the, you know one of one or one of ten, and they don't want to share it with the world. Doc's mm. thing is like I want to share this with everyone. Um, so we have Primal Rage 2, we have Arena, we have Beavis yeah. and Butthead, some games you'll never be able to play in the public setting, but you, you can't at Gallop and Go, so it's kind of cool. That's great. So what, how many games are you up to now? Is it 640? Oh, it's over 650 now. Wow. Yeah. So we, we've, we've uh, hit max capacity, we've been pulling certain games off the floor when we add our Monday mystery game, we do a new game every Monday. Um, our new expansion, uh, when I left the States, it was under construction. They had already put in the electrical and we're starting to do the carpeting. So our newest expansion should hopefully be so done soon. And we're going to have room for maybe 200 more at that point. God, that's brilliant. So that'll be next door. You're going through yeah, we're day. just extending more east, more all to the end of the block, uh, basically. So it's going to be almost the whole block except for the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> it's going to be nice. Excellent. So the... Yeah. The, the, can you explain the belts? There's these. Oh right. You, you, you get such a competitive community, and you have these these rewards. What, are they like boxing belts? What yeah, are they? They, that's what they look like. Yeah, they're they're pretty big and, and hefty. There's the um, well, the most coveted one is the Gamer of the Year belt, um, and that's that's that, only that one year. 2015. 2015. Can, exactly. can I do a doc? Go, go ahead. Then, go ahead. Yeah, I'm Gamer of the Year. <laughs> you, you had it. You used uh, to do really enthusiastic, and Pete just went. Because <laughs> he knows he is. Um, but that, that's um, you know, it's awarded once a year. But there's also there's there's other awards. There's the uh, hardcore champion, which is basically what you do for that is whoever has the belt. Like the belt can be tr can be transferred instantaneously. Um, we we go up to the computer. We use the Google random number generator, one through however many number of games we have on the floor at that that time, and we just match that up to our game list. And that game you you play head to head. If it's a fighting game, you play versus. If it's not, you play for the highest score. Whoever wins gets the belt. Turtles. So, if we're lucky, it's turtle. I win the not this, not this, not that turtles. <laughs> the original turtles. I'll be good at that. So what, what's the? Is there an H twenty belt? It's called, it's called the the ten X. Ten X. That has to do with the Monday mystery tournaments. Um, right. So when Doc puts out that Monday mystery game, whoever has the highest score at the end of the night gets one win toward the ten X. Once you collect ten wins. Uh, of the Monday Mystery Game uh, contest, then you get awarded that belt. You have to, to get to your 10 wins before anyone else does. Then when you get to your 10, it resets. Uh, and then you, you can either it's defend. Good, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, do you get a reward? Do they get free entry or what happens? Uh, the Hardcore Champion gets free entry next time to defend their belt. The Hardcore Champion, um, while they're the champion, they get free concessions at the arcade. They get free drinks and, and, and sodas and all that and, and uh, food and all that. So. I like food right. prizes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like big though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's some, some really good players I'm hoping to meet when we go in December. There's a ton of great players there. Yeah. As yeah. The, That's Mazis Hajiapan. Mazis is there, yeah. Mazis. I, keep, I keep seeing him on Galloping Ghost posts. He's always doing really well. He's good at Turtles yeah. too. Jamie Tibbetts oh, really? is, is the shoot him up. He's, man, a, yeah. he's a maestro of shoot him ups, yeah. 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 Duke Dang, did he go off and. Centipede. Yeah. He's Centipede yeah. And, and Gunsmoke, he's good at too. Yeah. He's the one who sent us a video on Gunsmoke. I've been meeting oh, him. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. Apparently, Duke's a really nice guy as well. He's a short corny from the Play Factory podcast is always talking to him, so he's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, there's, there's a, I mean, there's goes, he's good. Oh, he's great, yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of the guys that you put a game in front of him, he'll learn it and faster than almost anyone you know. Charlie Far. Exactly, and yeah. these guys all local to Chicago area yeah. as well. It'd be nice to meet them when we go there, trying to organize them to get us all together. Yeah, oh, if, yeah. If, we can, if we can, if we're all there at the same time, we'll go to Tony's and show you all the, the local, where we sit down for dinner every every Monday, and oh, yes, it'd be great. We like dinner. Who's the Gamer of the Year now? Just uh, it was just awarded to a gentleman named Chris. Um, he, we just awarded, we awarded it on our anniversary, so it was the 13th of August. Eight uh, years. Eight years, yeah. Wow, yeah. this place, really. Five, isn't it? 
Nearly four, years? four, wow. four coming yeah. up. Yeah. But it, this is the third place it's been in. Yes, mm -hmm. it's been getting yeah. bigger and bigger. Yeah, and now there's going to be a new venue on top of this one, another venue. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And it's doing really well. Hopefully, Probably. hopefully by the end of the year. Not sure. Oh, great. It's not too. It's well, it's quite a way away from here. We can't say yet. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. where it is. But yeah. we know. Yeah. Shh, 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 quite, quite. Shush. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, that's it, Pete. Thank you very much, oh, and enjoy welcome. the rest of your night. And we're Pete also kept me company in the car on the way up, so thank you to him and Chris. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for my wife to, for coming out. My wife uh, Kristen's here in London yeah. with us, so uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let's go play some games. Whoop. Yes. Thank you very much, kids. See you later. Bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.tenpenceocade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencecode.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencecode. And you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.